Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. I feel like the entire offseason just actually started. Post-NFL draft gets hella boring. I found myself on the internet. I was just going to say. like The internet the other day looking up uh, when OTAs and training camps start. Because now yeah, I'm just going to uh, be bored. This gap between the NFL draft and like preseason even. It's horrible. It's tough, man. But anyway, welcome to the Fantasy, Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon with me as always. What's going on? Uh, we got some interesting stuff to bring you today. Uh, but I did want to note that... Uh, the NFL has the longest offseason. It's probably like the most entertaining sport. I know you'd yeah. disagree with that. No, it is. Okay. All right. Most entertaining sport. Uh and it and it happens to only be what, six months? <laughs> Maybe five months? Yeah. It's freaking ridiculous. That stinks. But anyway, today we're gonna bring you you know, we're gonna try to make this offseason as interesting as humanly possible. Uh so we're gonna give you our top five rookies in fantasy football for twenty twenty one. Uh, these are top five rookies, not for rookie drafts. This is not our top five list. This is redraft. Because it would probably just be quarterbacks. Yeah. This is just the top five rookies that we think are going to succeed in redraft. Yes. For the 2020 season. Yeah. It's what, 21? 2021. Is, is it 2021? Yes, it's 2021. It's 2021. No, it's 2021. It doesn't. The 2021 season would it's be next for year. that season. No, you're confusing me, man. It's not 2020. It's 2021, bro. Oh my gosh, you're right. <laughs> I for, I thought this was 2020. I was like, dude, what? I didn't say 2022, dude. I anyway. That's so sad. I believe that's really sad. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so so this would be this week is our last rookie anything. We got top five rookies today, and then uh, on Thursday we're going to talk about players you shouldn't draft in rookie drafts, and then after that. Uh, we're jumping right into the redraft content for the next three months. Yeah. June, July, August. Yeah, that's three months. I can't wait for draft month, dude. I just. That's going to be fun. I can't wait. So anyway, we're going to do top five rookies for 2021. Fantasy football in redraft. In redraft. Maybe I'll put a little tag in the video. Redraft. Um, so before we jump into that, last week on Tuesday's show, I just, just jumped right into whatever. We were doing mock or something? I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, but we jumped right in, and I totally didn't uh, didn't read any of the information that you need to know. Uh, before we jump into any of this, follow us on all social media platforms. Just go to a social media platform. We're not on, like, Clubhouse or something. Is that a social media platform? I'm, like, an old... I don't know, bro. I feel like I'm an old, so many social media platforms are coming out, and I feel like I'm turning into that old man. That I have know no idea with that one. I think it's like a some kind of communication app where you like live stream yourself and everyone asks questions. I have no idea. Anyway, uh, so you can follow us on any social media platforms. Uh, if you're listening on any of the podcast platforms, leave a review, share this podcast with your friends. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe. Click the bell for notifications. Like and comment down below. Any questions you have? Uh, that have something to do with this list, maybe they don't have something to do with this list, please pay attention to the words that we say because we get a lot of comments that don't make any sense. One guy commented that we hated Kyle Pitts. Well, that does make a lot of sense. I don't hate Kyle, <laughs> I don't hate Kyle Pitts We'll yet. talk about it. We'll talk about it. In, in, in Dynasty, like, it's a good pick. Like, it's, like, Kyle Pitts, I mean, not too early, but it's a good pick. 
uh, in in redrafts. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about it. We'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. So number one on our list for the top five rookies for the 2021 fantasy football season. Uh, I would probably take Najee. I would do Najee too. Um, Najee. I like that. I like how you say Najee. that. Najee. Um, but Najee. Harris literally went to probably the uh, perfect, the most perfect location he could have gone to. Um, I was I was sitting. You had left my house uh, after we had watched the draft. Uh, it was like around pick twenty. Everyone left because they're all lame. And uh, I was putting stuff away. It was like eleven o'clock. At night. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, and it was pick twenty four, I think, for Pittsburgh. And yeah. uh, I was putting stuff away. And then they said, "And the Pittsburgh Steelers select Najee Harris." And my wife sleeping, and I went, "Yes!" <laughs> Middle of the kitchen. <laughs> I was like that excited. Um, I have compared uh, Najee Harris to. A one, Derrick Henry. In a sense, not. I don't think he's actually going to be Derrick Henry. He's, I, just, um, I just mean. I think. Yeah. I think he's. I think he runs like Derrick Henry because he's big. It's such a. Um, it's a. Lofty. It's like the new Tyree Kill comparison, where yeah, every yeah, small, yeah. speedy receiver is compared yeah, to Tyree Kill. But yeah, no, he's he, just he's just big and he can pass he, catch. Yeah, well, so that's the thing. I don't think he's as dominant as a runner mm-hmm. as Derrick Henry is, but I think Fair he enough. he's a better. He could be a better pass catcher. I think he is a better pass catcher than okay. Derrick Henry. So he's got that sort of upside um, for fantasy relevance. So like in PPR, for example, I think he's going to be great. Like the drop downs from Big Ben, look at Le'Veon Bell, look at James Conner a few years ago um, when he took over for Le'Veon Bell originally. So yeah. that's going to be a factor. Mike Tomlin loves workhorse running backs. That's going to be a factor. Yes. The I, everything is perfect. The only thing I am concerned about offensive line. is the offensive line. That yep. still makes me so nervous. Um, but I already have one be. share of Najee, so <laughs> you just got to go all in. I, I don't have a single share of Najee, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it happen. I'm gonna make it happen in several leagues. Um, yeah, no, I, I think for me, I, I I don't think Najee is Derrick Henry. I just think that he runs the same style as as Derrick Henry. He's big, 230 pounds, six six foot six one. I can't remember. Yeah, he's but like he's six foot. He's very big. He's a big for a running back, and a lot of people thought Derrick Henry would get plowed over because of the fact that he's so tall and large. Which Gen- is dumb. <laughs> yeah, I, he's no, six but two, I mean like six two two thirty. And this is this is a this is a complaint with Najee, but usually running backs that run that are tall run up. They don't yeah, run down. Yeah. And but I mean, if you're Derrick Henry or yeah, even potentially Najee Harris, like. yeah. So, but anyway, Najee is this big back that usually these bigger backs they just have brick hands like Derrick Henry does, and, right? And they can't catch the ball. Najee can catch the ball. Yep, he can catch the ball. I'm gonna pull it up right now because I, I have Amari Rogers queued up in my uh, my player profiler. I like him, <laughs> Amari Rogers. So he he had um, a total of the last two years in his collegiate career. He had 27 receptions, and then he had 43 receptions in his final year in 2020. Uh, usually, you want your running backs coming out of the college football game with 25 or more receptions on the season. And the fact that he hit 43, uh, 43 is good for a a NFL running back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he did it in college. So. I feel like I feel like Najee is most definitely, especially like you said with Noodle Arm Ben over there, they're going to throw it lots of the running back position. He, I mean, he does. Najee is going to get three hundred touches. I I am I'm, I'm in, in, uh, in, wow increasingly invent, convinced increasingly convinced that he is going to end up with uh, three hundred plus touches because that's what they do. 
I mean, James Conner was pacing out to that total whenever he was on the field. Um, and so the 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 major thing for we, me with Najee, Najee is that if he can stay healthy, yeah, uh, he'll he'll get two hundred and seventy five to three hundred touches. It, it'll be easy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the question is is that offensive line and how efficient are those reps going to be? But even like you look at you look at Le'Veon Bell, he's not an efficient running back. He had point seven most of the, most points in his career. He had point seven fancy point for opportunity. You want like around point nine to point one. I mean, uh, point nine to one is where yeah. you want to be at. And so Le'Veon Bell, but because he was getting three hundred to three hundred and fifty touches, it didn't matter. So if that's what Najee does, I mean, it really doesn't matter. Now the real question is, Rick, you're sitting in August at our draft party. When when here two questions a, a double whammy. Start with where you think he should be drafted and where you think. He's going to end up being drafted. Um, I think he should be like a late second, early third. Agree. I think he will be an early second. Hype train, bro. Now, see, my sweaty self by August is probably going to draft him late first. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I think he'll, he he might end up going late first. Yeah. Uh, I like mean, Clyde. It does definitely seem like the community, the fantasy community, and a, a lot of like experts are are kind of torn on Najee for some reason. A little bit, I think more people are pro Najee, but there are definitely a lot of people that are not, um, and not even that they're necessarily pro Najee. I think they just liked Etn more, where they liked Javante Williams more. So yeah. they're like, he's not the RB one; it's still this guy. But um, right. it's not; it's super like consensus. Yeah, yeah, yeah top running back but for us it is i'm just i'm just excited I, this this was literally i think we talked about it pre-draft did something just fall on the floor i don't think so I totally heard something maybe it's just my own brain making things up oh you know it was my computer with a notification oh oh good job computer anyway so yeah i i wanted Najee to go to pittsburgh we said pre-draft that uh there was a good chance that he could go to pittsburgh and then he went there so um I'm 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 ecstatic that this happened because usually usually your favorite running back doesn't land in a good landing spot. <laughs> this has yep. happened the last couple of years to me. So I love that Najee's there. Uh number two, the number two top rookie in fantasy football this year is Javante Williams. Now, I know what a lot of people are gonna think. And that is he landed in a terrible landing spot. I now, think it's a decent one, to be honest. And so, so this is like Rick said. This is where draft night, when he got drafted, was the second round, two, two, yeah. three, second night of the draft. Me and you were both like, Ugh, went to yeah, Denver. we both were like, and eh. it took us a day. And uh, and Rick will give his thoughts on what we changed our mind to. Yeah. Um. At first, we were both not into it, but then, you know, after thinking about it for a little while, I, I actually like the landing spot. Um, it's an offense that, yes, has, <laughs> the quarterback position is right. a little confusing, but they have a lot of weapons. The offensive line, at least they think, isn't bad. It wasn't horrible last year. Um, and it kind of is a situation where it feels like DeAndre Swift from last year, where at the beginning of the season, he was competing with Adrian Peterson carry on Johnson and then he ended up winning the job halfway through the year and it was just phenomenal at that after that point I think Melvin Gordon is going to be the guy at the beginning of the year and they're kind of kind of ease yeah. Javante Williams into the role but by the end of the season you will see Javante Williams getting a lot of work um, in an offense that could be a lot better this year than it was last year they they obviously have Cortland Sutton coming back as well um, 
and they spent a high capital on him. So I, I think they're going to use him a lot. It might take a few games, but I think it, in the end it'll be considered a very good landing spot. Yeah, I, I totally, totally agree. Um, I think I, I, there is a good chance, and I've said this many times, that um, I think my our, our, you know, back in the day Melvin Gordon was injury prone. He still is. Um, and I think it's a good shot that he – Probably misses four to five games. That too, and so yeah, I, mean, I, that too. I think. But I do want to look at Denver's split totals last year uh, for the running back position because <clears throat> I think it'll be it'll give us it'll give us now, a good um, insight into what this team is going to look like. They, to be fair, they had. I think Melvin Gordon did miss like a f- two or three games. Yeah, um, yeah. So I'm sure there was. It's a little. It's bit a late. little, but. So Melvin had Still 200 through 15 games he had 215 carries uh and then which is surprising he went to freaking Denver and actually played more most of his games. Uh and then Philip Lindsay had 118 carries through 11 games. So what I would say for the most yeah, part with Lindsay gone as well. Yeah, with Lindsay gone like are we going to see cuz if you pace if you pace that out to a full season for Philip Lindsay it's probably right around 150 if I'm making yeah. the right estimations. That seems about right. <clears throat> so if if that is, yeah, it's about 10 carries a game, which is through 16 games, 160 carries. So if, or 170 carries. If 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 uh, Javante comes in and Melvin Gordon plays a full slate of games and then Philip Lindsay comes, you know, not Philip Lindsay, but Javante comes in and takes 171 carries, are you okay with that year one? Not if it stays like that, but I think he'll get, like, I think that'll be the pace beginning of the year. They're going to use yeah. Javante like Philip Lindsay. And then at some point in the year, Javante is going to take over the role. I mean, Dobbins did it over Ingram. Swift did it over yes, Peterson. Right, right. I think it, Javante will do it over an older Melvin Gordon. Yeah. And I think that's a, that's a solid point because last year you we are were, kind of banking on that though. Yeah. Oh yeah. When you draft Javante Williams, you are banking on that. But that's what we were having trouble with last year with guys that we really liked, like DeAndre Swift and even even Jonathan Taylor. And really, the only back yeah. that we were kind of excited about was the one that was going to get the opportunities, which was which was Clyde. Um, and yeah. he certainly wasn't For the redraft, best running which is, back. Yeah. Which certainly wasn't best running back in the class. So it was like, uh, you know, we all were like, okay, you got to get Clyde because you know Mahomes is going to throw it to him six hundred forty times and. Every you single, didn't say every that. single pat. I didn't say that. You didn't say that, but the community did. Yeah. So uh, anyway, but Javante Williams could come in and be like a J.K. Dobbins, be like a Jonathan Taylor, be like a yeah, uh, a DeAndre Swift, where the guy who you think is the starter may not end up being the starter by the end of the season. Now this is Melvin Gordon too. We're talking about. This is not like, you know, like Marlon Mack. He's not yeah. Marlon Mack. He's not. But Melvin guys, Gordon is so. injury prone, and I think he's. I want to say twenty seven. Um, twenty seven, twenty eight. Let me pull it up. So it's not like he it's prime Melvin Gordon. I think you're you're kind of still that him. young. Yeah, twenty eight. So yeah, I mean, but still, twenty eight for a running back is kind of yeah. You're pushing it at that point. So I think at least halfway through this, I I would say by like week eight or nine, Javante Williams will take over as yeah. a workhorse, and once he reaches that point, okay, he's gonna be a beast. Now, there is a chance that he doesn't take over a work as a workhorse at all, and if he does get 170 rushing attempts and, like, 20-something catches and he gets around 190 to 200 touches, it really is going to depend on efficiency. I think they do have a good offensive line there in Denver. 
at least a decent one. It's like average. Yeah. So so uh, you know it's not like it's not Pittsburgh's offense. <laughs> no, it's better than Pittsburgh. Yeah. So, uh, but I think with his you know his physical traits and his abilities, uh, I think he can definitely get himself at least a a large role in this offense because it looks like like if if you go on a game by game basis, it, it was probably split twelve to eight or ten to fourteen in terms of carries per running back. Yeah. So if that's what happens with Javante, even if he doesn't, you know, usurp the starting role, he could end up being a, you know, a top twenty-four running back. That is not out of the realm yeah. of possibility. So, um, anywho, same question: Where you draft him? Uh, where you want? Where, where do you think he's going to Where did like did Swift go fifth round last yeah, year? Fifth or sixth? I would say that's where he should go, and I think he'll probably go around there too. Yeah. Uh, do you think he's similar to like a Montgomery when Montgomery came in and it was like fourth round by the time the drafts came around? Yeah, maybe. I think okay. that might be around too early just because I don't think like week one, week two, week three, I think he's probably going to get less carries than yeah, that's true. those other guys. But yeah, I mean, I could see that. Okay. So the third guy on the list is Jamar Chase. I'm going to quickly go through my th- my feelings on Jamar Chase. Uh, he's incredible. Who's he number five overall? Uh yes, highest wide receiver drafted since uh, Corey Davis is that? Yeah, I think so. Right? So, uh, or was it Julio? Julio was seven, right? Seven or eight? Yeah, no, there was um, there was another receiver who was like top seven, and he ended up being a complete bust. I don't remember his name. Oh, okay, but yeah, I so, think Corey Davis was the last one. Chase is a ridiculous wide receiver. Um, he he has uh, insane talent. Um, and he was the clear. He was the one hundred and one. Uh. Or he was the number one wide receiver in in 2019's class, not just yes. 2020's yes. class. So as a 19 year old, so he might be, he he would have been ranked if you took the two you know two classes put them together. He would have been ranked number one in both classes. Now some people might be like, oh, whatever, dude. He's going to the Cincinnati Bengals, um, and he's playing with Joe Burrow, his his uh, old alma mater quarterback at uh, LSU. So it, you know, I think I think Jamar Chase is like I heard somebody on Twitter the other day saying that Jamar Chase wasn't going to be good because he's got to build a connection or a rapport with Joe Burrow. And I'm like, are you kidding me? You don't watch college football at all, or, yeah, or study anything <laughs> because uh, Jamar Chase was with Joe Burrow for a year, or two years. So um, I think the connection is going to be there for those guys. The question is. How much, and this is why initially when Rick wanted to put him on the list, um, I was a little bit hesitant, is because how much how much opportunity is actually going to be there for Jamar Chase in his rookie season, right? Um, he's coming in as the third wide receiver, essentially. I, I think he should be the second or first wide receiver, but Tyler Boyd is still there, uh, and T. Higgins is still there. Yeah. I, I, I feel the same, bro. I feel the same. Did you know? Did you know? I looked at the stats for the Bengals, and uh, did you know last year, AJ Green, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd all reached over 100 targets. So here's what so I will tell stupid. you. Yes, that happened last year, and Burrow got hurt in Week Ten. At that point, yeah. he had 405 passing attempts. Yep. So he was on pace for like 700 passing. Yeah, attempts. I don't. I don't have a Not problem. Not saying that's going to happen, but the Bengals might throw the ball the most this season, and. Sure, that might be the depth mm-hmm. chart in the preseason, but once Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase get on the field together, yeah, yeah, yeah. they they have a connection. That's Burrow's guy. That is Burrow's main guy in college. He's gonna immediately want to get him the ball. I could see. 
I could see by uh by like week week three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At most, because if you look at last year, Justin Jefferson, week three. Yeah, that's when he exploded. First two weeks of the season, right? He was. I mean, I don't want to say trash, but he 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 wasn't playing much. And then week three, boom, he explodes. I think that's mm-hmm. gonna be the same thing. Might even be sooner. Might be week two. Okay. I, I think right I away mean, Jamar Chase. That's fair. Pops off. I think he leads the team in targets, and that's not even okay. saying Higgins or Boyd does bad. I mean, they all had 100 targets last year and 580 pass attempts. Jamar Chase. If Burrow plays the full season. That's gonna be more. That, I mean, that could be close to 700 pass attempts. Jamar Chase is gonna play the AJ Green alpha role in that offense. Not that AJ Green was any kind of alpha when he was playing last year, but. Just the style of receiver that he is, he's going to play the outside. Tyler Boyd's going to play inside, and Higgins is going to play, you know, uh, the other side of the field. So, you know, essentially, your your your, uh, I think it's Y and Z receivers are going to be uh, Chase and Chase and Higgins. And I think Chase, I think you're right. I think by the end of the season, Chase will have the most targets on the team. But the question is, do they want to j- throw him out there? Yeah, that I don't quickly? know, but. It's the same argument with Javante Williams. Where it's, and See, where, where you before the pod, you said this is the Justin. This is the Justin Jefferson. Did you say that during the pod? I think so. Okay, all right. So you, but you say he's this year's Justin Jefferson, which I'm not going to disagree with. I'm not going to argue with you on that. But I will say, um, Justin Jefferson came in as the number. The, I think it was that Chad Olabisi was their second wide receiver before they drafted yeah. Justin Jefferson. So Jamar Chase comes into a wide receiver room that already has Tyler Boyd, that already has. T. So Higgins he's the third guy. So in an might, offense that throws the ball a lot more. Than yes, this, so. right, right. So my point is, is that he, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Easy money. No, but my my argument is that I I I think that. It's hard to do what Justin Jefferson did on yeah. 120 targets. Oh, sure. I mean, I'm not saying Jamar Chase is going to be the wide receiver six, or else he'd probably be number one on right, this list right, right. or number two. But I think he's still going to be fantasy relevant. No, but I think I think if he does hit 120 targets, I mean, it's ridiculous that three wide receivers on the team had 100-plus targets anyway. Yeah. So, you know, and that was with Joe Burrow playing 10 games. No, not with Joe Burrow playing 10 games, but you get the picture. So... But this offense, too, I, I also want to note that this Bengals offense is cookie-cutter three-year Sean McVay. Like, the offense that made Sean Mc, got Sean yep. McVay to the Super Bowl, that's the offense that they're running in Cincinnati. It could be a deadly offense if uh, Burrow yeah. doesn't get hit a gazillion times this but, year. But, like, we had years where Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, and Brandon Brand Cooks, Cooks yeah. all were good. Yep. So if you're worried about Jamar Chase coming into this offense and – essentially not having a role because he's a rookie or whatever nonsense they're peddling. Um, they're going to throw it 650 times because yep. they suck. And, uh, well, I mean, I hope the Bengals don't suck, but they might. They're not going to be as bad as they were last year, but I don't think they're a playoff team but, with that defense. But anyway, so, but yeah, so I think, I think for me, uh, Jamar Chase is, is a really good um, player to have. Now, the qu- real question is, where does he land? That's in- a total question. Where does he land go? Like seventh round? Yeah. Seventh, eighth round? To be honest with you, I think that's, he might go higher than that. I hope he not. might go like sixth round. Sixth or seventh round is comfortable for me. I don't like drafting rookie wide receivers. So, um, yeah, yeah, I would I'd say pro- same I'd, thing. I'm, I would I'm, say like seventh, eighth, I would take him. But even like from. He's gonna get drafted because he was the first wide receiver. Like he's not gonna be like a guy that you can pick up off the yeah, waiver wire. Yeah, he'll probably go like he'll probably go like sixth round. 
So Which I, is gonna for be me high. personally, I just don't draft rookie wide receivers, especially that high when I could be getting other yeah players. Proven but, guys, yeah, yeah. So anyway, let's let's talk about the next guy, Travis E T N. I this is a, this, this is such an unfortunate landing. <laughs> to be spot. fair, can I say this? I would put Kyle Pitts here, okay. maybe even ahead of. No, I wouldn't put him at. Uh, okay. I'd put him at four, but okay. Morgan refused to put Kyle Pitts on this list. Just so you guys know, it wasn't me. When you guys are in the comments and saying where's Kyle Pitts, it wasn't me. It was him. To put yeah, all the blame on him. You want Kyle Pitts year one? Um, they haven't even traded Julio yet, so we'll we'll cross that bridge when it comes. Yeah, but I I I before the show I go okay, so Julio gets traded. You still don't want Kyle Pitts on this list? He's like, and I no, said no. no way, no, no way. There's a there's a ton of guys. I'm like, who would you put over? Him? Maybe he goes, six. There's a ton of guys. Can it be six? You said there was a ton of guys. I sh- you just, don't don't don't, don't try to reel in your bad out. takes. I, I am because this is a bad take to me. <laughs> Yeah, I I really don't think Kyle Pitts is gonna be okay. A, a, a we'll see. A tight end one. Uh, but anyway, so Travis Etienne comes into this list, and it's kind of a. I don't know. I I don't know how to feel. I I really am still on the fence with Travis Etienne. He is, he's he's talented, really good wide receiver. I mean, really good running back. Um, I think the main reason the the, the coach Urban Meyer tried to explain away this draft pick. And he made it worse by saying that he's going to be the third down running back. I know what this team is trying to do. They're trying to get weapons for their guy, Trevor Lawrence. And Lawrence had been playing with ETN at Clemson. So not only did he get a guy that, uh, you know, that he thinks can help the offense, but he also got a guy that Trevor Lawrence knows. Right. Um, I think he is a better running back than James Robinson, and I think there's a lot. A lot of people are gonna hate on that, but James Robinson went and drafted Travis Etienne went in the yeah. first round. So I can't disagree. I think with that. I think Travis Etienne. I I have my concerns about him finishing as an RB one or even a top fifteen running back. I really do, but I I think that by the end of the season, you're going to see Etienne playing out of the slot. You're going to see Etienne getting pass catching work out of the backfield, and you're going to see Etienne even if he only gets. 175 to 200 carries get that work as well. I mean, yeah. I think Alvin Kamara's first season didn't reach 200 plus carries. I think he had like 100 targets, or you know, he had 80 catches and like 160, 175 rushing attempts in his first season. So yeah. I think this is going to be very similar to that situation where you see James Robinson play the Mark Ingram role and you see Travis Etienne play the Kamara role. That that is very much. I hate to bring that comparison back to life which we'll do every year until somebody repeats it. But yep. or you look at the 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 um the Browns and how they utilize Chubb and how they utilize Kareem Hunt. I think you could see a similar situation with ETN and uh ETN and James Robinson. So I, I think the fact that he even put James Robinson slash was it Carlos Hyde in that conversation as a one two punch it I'm like, shut up Urban. Oh, I know. It's so it's gross. Disgusting. Um I think ETN he's He's not ahead of Harris or Williams for me, but... I think I just talked myself into liking Travis Etienne. Yeah, I still think they're going to use James Robinson a lot on the ground, and I think they they will use Etienne on the ground, but I think it's going to be like a split. But he'll be fantasy relevant because I think he'll get a good amount of pass catching work, and I, I think your point is valid with playing him in the slot potentially too. You know, Urban Meyer likes his weapons. He he wanted Kadarius Tooney at that yeah, spot. Yeah, yeah. He likes. Uh, I think he's gonna like Chenault, but he's gonna move them all around the field. Right. He likes. Um, 
end arounds. Like you'll see a lot of ETN on the field. Um, I don't know how fantasy relevant he's going to be, but I think the draft capital, they will still use him a good amount. Yeah. Um, and I think he, 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 he'll still be at least decently fantasy relevant, just not as much as the top three guys. Fair enough. Uh, and then the final... Oh, well, you know what? We didn't even talk about uh, where they, where he's going to land. I jumped the gun oh, on that. He might go like fifth round two, and I wouldn't take him there. I would probably take him. Um, like, fifth, sixth round might be okay for me. I would okay take him sixth, me. yeah. I think fifth round is a little too early. Because I, I would take... I think Javante is going to be there too, and I would take Javante. I see. This is where I'm going to get myself caught up in a trap because John Taylor was like for the fantasy community was a third round pick last year. And in a lot of drafts that I did that were just like home leagues or gambling leagues that or don't have people in the fantasy community on Twitter and all that stuff, they were drafting Jonathan Taylor, like fourth round, fifth round. And uh, so I felt like I was getting a steal and I drafted Jonathan Taylor. And so I'm not the Travis E.C. and Jonathan Taylor, but I feel like I could definitely get into the third round. I mean, not get into the fifth, sixth round and be okay with drafting Travis Etienne, especially if he's there and there's basically no running backs left on the board at that point yeah. because of the way the drafts work in redraft nowadays. Um, you could definitely see ETN be a valuable option in those two rounds, but um, it, it's, a, it is a, it's a very, very risky situation. Right. So anyway, uh, let's move on to the next guy, Devonta Smith. Tell us why we should be drafting Devonta Smith in redraft. <laughs> All right. Uh, Devonta Smith again. I like Devontae Smith would put Kyle Pitts here. Not, not but, that we should be drafting Devonta Smith. But he's going to have a good rookie year because I think he can walk into the opportunity of what you just said earlier when we were talking I about. I can't wait to get um, roasted for saying don't draft rookie running oh, yeah, backs. We're running wide, rookie wide receivers and then on this oh. show say we're going to draft rookie wide receivers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but when we, we were I'm, talking I'm about not, so. uh, Jamar Chase earlier, um, you brought up how Justin Jefferson walked into a situation where he was the wide receiver too. That's going to be Devontae Smith. Heck, <laughs> do you think he beats out Jalen Rieger for wide receiver one? Uh, yeah, yeah, I do too. <laughs> and you know the the concerns they traded with Smith, up for this guy. They traded they, up. They for made this sure guy. they got him because they missed on Lamb last year. Smith is their guy. He's yeah. gonna probably be the wide receiver one very quickly in that offense. Yeah, it's just how much do you believe in Hurts? How much do you believe they're gonna throw the ball? Mm-hmm. There's questions involving that, but uh, opportunity wise, he should get. Yeah immediate opportunity mm-hmm. and that's why he's on this list he's not i mean he's a candidate too for being this year's justin jefferson i mean if if they target him 100 plus times and he's the number one guy in that offense mm-hmm. he could have a very good fantasy season um i just don't i think the situation like the connection with burrow and chase and how much that offense throws the ball is why i would put chase ahead of smith compared to the yeah. eagles you don't know what they're gonna do Jalen Hurts, you know, we, we've seen flashes of it, but is he really a great NFL quarterback passing the football? We don't yeah. really know yet. Right. Um, so there's a lot more question marks with Devontae Smith, but still could be a good late-round late, late flyer that ends up having a good season. Now, I don't know where Devonta Smith is going to end up going. Uh, um, that That's a hella concern for me. Um, I it, – it, it, yeah, I don't know. I, I think he'll end up in the 10th round. Yeah. Yep. Unfortunately. 10th round. Uh, 10th. I would take him in the 10th round for a chance to be this year's Justin Jefferson. I would take a flyer on that. Oh, yeah. 10th round wide receivers, too, are just garbage. Uh, exactly. Me, I mean, that, too. Let me, most of the time, I'm trying to find his ADP right now. It's probably nowhere, but he is currently getting drafted, according to Fantasy Football Calculator. 
in the Jamar Chase is eleven oh five. So this is probably fudged. Ooh, I mean he's eleven oh five. Devonta Pants Smith are coming off. Devonta Smith twelve oh seven. So Pants are also coming. Yeah, off. I think I think the rookie As, wide receivers have some climbing to do, but, but they will. Yes. Remember last year. So, but the fact that right now Devonta Smith's twelve seven, I think he'll probably oh, be smash eighth ninth round pick by the time August. Yeah, and then around. that's kind of. Eh, but. but like Rick said, I think he can be. He he's the one wide receiver in this class. Like you have Jalen Waddle. He's got a. He's he's going to be the wide receiver too. But he's he's got to compete with a couple of guys there, right? You have uh, Jamar Chase. We talked about the other two guys in that offense. Yes, he's probably going to get opportunity, but he's still got to compete with these two other guys. Like, yeah. See, when you say Jamar Chase could be the next Justin Jefferson, I'm like, I feel like he could be CeeDee Lamb because when you look at what CeeDee Lamb walked into last year, you know, not, I'm yeah. not saying that anyone compares to Amari Cooper in that offense, but because I was just going to say, I right, think right, right. he, like, CeeDee Lamb, like Amari Cooper, and I like T. Higgins. But I don't know at this point in his career if yeah, he's a Mark Cooper. So level. it's not it's not a black and white comparison. But ju- but Devonta sure, Smith, though, I, yeah, Devonta Smith's walking into a situation where he could end up being the number one wide receiver in the offense. Yep. And if Jalen Hurts does come out and play really well next year, then Devonta Smith is going to get 120 plus targets. And if he's efficient with that target share, then he most definitely could be. If there's any class that's going to have success year one, I think it's this one. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm convinced of that. But well, I mean, last year had pretty good success here. One, <laughs> it's true. But I think Devonta Smith. I, we talked about him a lot this offseason. I think. See, I, I actually think it'll be less guys this year than there was last year. But that's, that's fair. I think you you can get a handful of guys. That I just will be feel like a lot of teams that like like I said, you, you, Jamar Chase is going to a team where yep. he's going to get opportunity. Yep. Jalen Waddles, re, you know, joining up with Tua, his old teammate, yep. and he's going to be the second wide receiver on that team. Devonta Smith might be the number one wide receiver on his team when it's all said and gone. Even Ter- Terrace Marshall drafted, uh, what, second round pick 27? He'll probably be the third He'll probably be this third, second, third wide receiver on that team. So it's like, you know, there, there are guys who are going to have the opportunity. Bateman even, like, I'm not excited about Bateman's landing spot with the Ravens, but he's going to be the number two, maybe number one wide receiver on that football team. So yep. it's like there's guys who are going to have that opportunity, um, and we'll see what happens. But Devonta Smith, yeah, I, I mean, if I'm going to draft two wide receivers, probably these two. Agreed. Agreed. Hundred percent. Um, and then Rick wanted to argue about Kyle Pitts. But I mean, I we kind of already talked about. We're it. gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna yeah. bypass that. But maybe we'll leave the show arguing I just, about. I just Kyle Pitts. think Kyle Pitts should have been on this list, and you, we didn't put him on. That's all. Yeah, no, That's all I, I want to say. I don't think Kyle Pitts is gonna finish. Especially if Julio is gone, I think he's gonna get targeted. That's fair. and he's gonna play. You're gonna get essentially a wide receiver. Does 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 he play at wide receiver? He he lined up at tight end and he lined up at wide receiver in Florida, yeah. And at, at in Atlanta, does he line up as Julio Jones two If Julio's gone, you're gonna see him lined up at tight end, and I think you're gonna see him lined Dude, up on the Julio's outside. Julio's gone. He's gonna play some of the Julio. I'm role, buying yeah. Calvin Ridley shares. Hey, I bought him <laughs> bought him today, bro, in my dynasty league that I'm drafting right now and on the clock actually. Yeah. Oh, you're you're OTC. <laughs> okay. Who do you got? Who do you got? The, What's your option? Oh gosh, I don't know. I have to look. Okay. It's All late. Right. It's late in the day. Uh, so you need to get the Kyle Pitts out of your pants. It'll take a couple months, but I'll get I'll 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 remove the situation here. Not gonna happen. See you later, guys. See you Tuesday. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.